Well, our second scripture reading today comes to us from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 13, verses 1 through 23. Uh, We read some of this last week. We read 1 through 17 last week. Uh, But this week, we're going to go all the way through verse 23, where we get Jesus' interpretation of the parable. Um, And so, and this will be the, the basis of my message for today. So, I'll give you a chance there to turn and your Bible's at home, to Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil, where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. He who has ears, let him hear. The disciples came to him and asked, Why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. This is why I speak to them in parables. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see. And your ears because they hear. For I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous men long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When when anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it making it unfruitful. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is the man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Thus ends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it be of good soil. 
When the Declaration of Independence was signed, there were 56 men who put their John Hancock to that sheet of paper, including John Hancock. And when they did so, what they, what they were ultimately doing was signing their own death sentence. For if the British had won the war, each of those men would have been hanged for treason. Of course, many of them did lose their life in battle. Others lost family members, while still others lost vast amounts of wealth. That was the price for independence. You see, before they they signed that document, these men had to consider the cost. For once they put the pen to paper, there there, there was no going back. Similarly, when, when Jesus calls a man to come and follow him, a cost must be weighed. There there must be an understanding of the commitment. And yet, all too often, people come to Christ with with, with false views of what the Christian life is all about. And it it is in our parable for today that that, that we see this played out. Last week, we, we talked about why Jesus began preaching in parables. And we saw that the reasoning for this was was because the crowds, although they were hearing his words, they were not listening. Their hearts had become calloused, and and so they plugged their ears and, and closed their eyes to the truths of the message. Therefore, Jesus had hidden from them the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. And he did so by speaking to them in parables. And we saw that his first parable, this this parable of the sower, was indeed difficult to understand. Even the disciples, those who had been with Jesus day and night, would need explanation from their master. Today, we will take a look at that explanation. But as we do this, what we will find out is that this parable, it is closely linked to our message from last Sunday. For, for if last week was all about why the people refused to listen, this week is about the different ways that they go about doing this. I mean, how is it that, that Jesus had a mass of people following him, most of whom believed that they were listening, and yet they failed to understand his message? How does this happen? The parable of the sower speaks to this. So let's, let's dive in and take a closer look. Let's look at verses 18 and 19. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. Anyone who hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is a seed sown along the path. Here we have have the the first of four soils upon which, which the seed is scattered. But before we talk about the soils, we, mu- we must ask the question, what is this seed? Jesus tells us that this is the message about the kingdom. But what is the message of the kingdom? For us to understand this, we must, we must look at the context of Matthew's gospel. We must ask ourselves, where have we seen this message before? It came to us first through the, through the teaching of John the Baptist. Look at Matthew 3, verses 1 and 2. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven 
is near. John was, was warning the people that the king was on his way and that they needed to repent. They needed to, to turn from their sins in order to flee from the wrath that was to come. And we see this message in more detail when, when, when he was confronted by the religious leaders. Look at verses 8 through 10. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. The axe is already at the root of the tree. And every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And so this, this message that John preached was one of repentance. A repentance that would bear forth good fruit. Just being a Jew wasn't enough. For, for judgment was coming and anyone who refused to repent, anyone who did not produce fruit, would be thrown into the fire. Now you might be saying to yourself, well that was just John the Baptist. Didn't Jesus preach a different message, a, a, a kinder message? Well, let's see. Let's listen to the words of Christ. Look at Matthew 4, verse 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Didn't we just see that? In fact, these are the same exact words that John the Baptist used. The king had arrived and he was calling people to turn from their sins. And, and when we looked at the expansion of this message, when we saw G Jesus preach his Sermon on the Mount, what was it all about? Was it not about having a repentant heart for kingdom living? He even finished it off with a warning that was very similar to John's warning. Look at Matthew 7 verse 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. What Jesus is saying here is that, is that listening is more than just hearing, but it is putting into practice his commands to repent. And for those who do not listen, they will face an eschatological crash. But if you are still not convinced, we see the same message when Jesus sent out the twelve. In Matthew 10, verse 7, he told them to preach that the kingdom of heaven is near. Again, the wording is almost identical. And then we see the same type of eschatological or end times warning in verse 14. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, shake the dust off your feet when you leave that home or town. I tell you the truth, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. Again, a warning of God's wrath for those who don't listen, for those who don't repent. 
And so in our parable, when Jesus says that the seed is a message about the kingdom, the context of that message is this, that the king has arrived and he is looking to expand his kingdom one soul at a time as people turn from their sins and trust in him. For judgment is coming and salvation comes to those who listen to Jesus' words. This is the call of the gospel, is it not? Turn from your sins and trust in Jesus in order to be saved. And so we see that, that it is the gospel message that goes out to the four soils. But what we find was a, with, with the first three soils is that each one has trouble understanding the message. They are not fully listening to, 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 to this, this sermon about the kingdom. Let's see how this plays, plays out. The, the, the first soil that we come across is the path. Now, a path is, is never a good place to scatter your seed. For the ground has been hardened over the years by many footsteps. And there, and there is really no chance for that, for that seed to get buried. And so what happens? The, the birds come and snatch that seed away. How does Jesus interpret this? He says that, that the birds, they are the evil one. And that, and that the evil one, he steals away what, what was sown in a person's heart. And so this soil is one who has heard the message but does not understand it. You see, there, there, there are some who are careless hearers. You, you can speak to them about the weightiest of matters, and yet for some reason, nothing ever sinks in. It's as if they are unconcerned about, about important matters that will impact their lives. It's kind of like that kid in school who, who just gives up. They don't see the importance in, in learning more math, or, or more history, and so they, 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 they close their ears and, and stop putting in the hard work. They may be sitting in that classroom, but they aren't really there. Unfortunately, there are many out there today who are apathetic towards the message of the kingdom and the reality of all that it entails. And so while, the, while they hear the good news, they, they really aren't all that concerned. And so they, they, they don't listen and thus fail to understand. And before this seed can, can sink into the soil, Satan comes and snatches it away. How about you? Do you recognize the importance of what Jesus is teaching? Do you realize that how you respond to his message, this message of the kingdom, will have eternal consequences? Or perhaps you think that this life is, is all there is. And so when it comes to the things of God, you have become apathetic. But being apathetic is, is not the only way a person can fail to listen, that they can fail to understand. Look at verses 20 and 21. The one who received the seed that fell on rocky places is the man who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since he has no root, he lasts only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, he quickly falls away. 
these rocky places that Jesus spoke of refer to a bedrock of, uh, of limestone just underneath the surface, allowing little soil, uh, little soil depth. And so what, what ends up happening is that these seeds, they, they will sprout up quickly because, because their roots can't go further down. And so at first, these, these plants seem very, very promising. But in the end, they, they end up withering in the heat. Jesus says that, that this type of soil are those who receive the message with joy, but then, then fall away because of trouble and persecution. Being that we live in a nation where we have freedom of religion, it's, it's hard for our minds to grasp the persecuted church. And yet it is a reality in many places today. There are those who, who have to face a choice when it comes to the call of Christ. Either they will submit to the authority of the kingdom of heaven, or they will bow down to the rulers of this world. And yet for a country like ours, this choice it is still a reality, even though it presents itself in a less obvious manner. For trouble and persecution comes to everyone. In fact, it's promised to everyone who claims to be a disciple of Jesus. It could be the, the, the pressure to capitulate to the cultural norms. It might be that, that, that college student getting labeled as a bigot or as hateful when, when, when he or she declares themselves to be a Christian. It might be a, a business owner who feels the, the demand that society has put upon them to hide their beliefs. These are just, just a few of the small but subtle ways that a person's faith can be challenged. And it is why Jesus commands us to pick up our cross and to follow him. But unfortunately, there, there, are, there are many who have heard the good news but have failed to understand this condition. They didn't, they didn't fully listen to the call to suffer. And so while they received the message with joy, they had no roots. You see, there, there are those who are only Christian when it is popular to do so. But as soon as the world pushes back, they succumb to the pressures and fall away. And why do they do this? It is because they have never really pledged their loyalty to Jesus. And so when the authorities of this world press their weight upon them, saying that their Bible is out of line, they end up bending the knee to Caesar. How about you? Who is your ultimate authority? Is Christ your king? Or do you submit to the, to the pressures that the world places upon you? Will you pick up your cross and follow Jesus? Or are you only with him when the times are good? Foxes have holes, and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. But there are other pressures besides persecution that can lure people away. Forces that are more subtle, Influences that use greater deception. Look at verse 22. The one who received the seed that fell among the thorns is the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. 
If the rocky places represented a person's submission to authority, then the thorns represent a person's true devotion. This, this soil describes a person who hears the word, but as time wears on, the message of the kingdom is slowly choked out. The thorns of worry and wealth end up stealing all the nutrients. You see, as, as the commitments that life entails get busier and busier, a person's devotion to Jesus can slowly wane. For the love of money and the worry for provision, they end up stealing away the nourishing water and, and the vital sunshine that is necessary for growth. And as a result, the plant never matures. I don't think it is a, it is a stretch to say that, that it is this type of soil that we as Americans can most relate to. Entertainment and consumerism has become one of the primary enemies of the gospel of Jesus. And I'm sure that, 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 that you have come across plenty of people who, who, who claim to be Christians and yet don't have the time for church. They are, they are too busy for God. Maybe they have purchased a, a new toy that, that consumes all of their attention. Perhaps they're, they're off doing something else that they find more enjoyable or more important. And, they, and they, may, they may have begun strong, committed to church, committed to Jesus, but as, as time went on, their spiritual life slowly grew cold. That is why Jesus describes these thorns as deceitful. And the sad reality is that there are many who are in this position, and yet they are unaware that this is even happening to them. They have been deceived. Of course, the real reason that they get choked out is because they have a misunderstanding of the message of the kingdom. They have failed to listen to the call that Jesus has placed upon them. A call to love him more than the things of this world. They lack an, an eternal perspective and are stuck in the present. And in doing so, they have, they have pledged their loyalty to worry and to wealth. In essence, they lack devotion to Jesus. How about you? Where does your treasure lie? Is your devotion to Jesus greater than your devotion to wealth? Does your trust in your Savior in your Savior, overcome the worries of this life? Do you realize that the treasures of the kingdom are of far greater value than the treasures of this world? Or has your love for him grown cold as you find your spiritual life slipping away? But how can you know if, if this is happening to you if you are being slowly deceived? Our next soil will answer that question. You see, there is a, a fourth soil, a good soil, a soil that produces a harvest. Look at verse 23. But the one who received the seed that fell on good soil is a man who hears the word and understands it. He produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Dear friends, a soil that is good is someone who not only hears the message of the kingdom, but understands it as well. They listen to the voice of Christ. And not just the stuff that they want to hear, but to the whole message. Even the bits that can seem unsettling at first. 
Words like, take up your cross and follow me. Truths like, you cannot serve both God and money. Warnings such as, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. The good soil accepts the hard truths. It both hears and understands. And what does it produce? A crop yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. You want to know if you are being deceived? Then, then ask yourself, am I bearing any fruit? Listen, the, the, the message of the kingdom, the, the, the call of our king is not for the faint of heart. Jesus doesn't leave any wiggle room. With him, there, there is no middle ground. You are either in the kingdom or you're not. And if you aren't bearing any fruit, then you need to ask yourself, what part of the message am I not understanding? Where have I failed to listen? But the good news is that even today, Jesus is he's out there scattering his seed. And he throws it on all types of soil. And if your soil is good, if you will listen to his message, then he will produce a harvest in you as well. Dear friends, the, the, the message of the kingdom, it, it's simple to hear, but it's difficult to understand. If you are apathetic towards the things of God, if you are unconcerned about your eternal fate, then this message will go in one ear and out the other. If you are not willing to submit to Christ, when, when, when things get tough, then the, then the gospel that you have heard is incomplete. And if your devotion to the things of this world supersedes your love for Jesus, then you have yet to be gripped by the message of the kingdom. However, if you are bearing the fruit of repentance, if you have changed your mind because you have submitted to the authority of God's word, if your devotion to the things of this world becomes smaller and smaller because your love for Jesus keeps growing bigger and bigger, then know this. It was the sower who has worked your soil. Perhaps you were once that hard path. Not a single seed could penetrate you. And yet the sower took his plow and softened your dirt. And now that seed can finally find a home. Or maybe you used to be rocky soil. You, you were not deep enough to develop any roots. And yet the sower, he, he added in more soil, giving you, giving you a depth so that, that you would not wither in the heat of trouble and persecution. Or could it be that, that, that you were full of thorns, weeds that continually choked the life out of the new seed? And yet the sower, he, he, he pulled those thorns away, removing the worries of this life and your desire for wealth, giving you room to grow. It is the sower who works the land, turning an unfertile field into a harvest unto himself. What a great and caring Savior that we have. He who has ears, let him hear. Now let's go to God in prayer. Father, we are so grateful for your Son. 
He takes our, our barren soil and, and turns it and tends to it. He, he prepares it for his seed. May we not only hear the message of the kingdom, but may we understand it as well. By the power of your Holy Spirit, give, give us ears to listen. And may we produce a harvest that is a hundred or sixty or thirty times what was sown. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.